Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Torsten Bauer. Torsten had written a white paper, did some graphs related to the Gini coefficient, which is about inequality. We unpacked that, and I said, I think that'd be really interesting to talk about, because we both came at it from a mathematic perspective in terms of cards have some inequality in terms of their value distribution as well. Thanks, Torsten, for motivating that discussion, and hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Topps, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here's the conversation. You can look it up, G-I-N-I. It's usually used uh, to measure the inequality of a nation's distribution of wealth and earnings. The Gini coefficient is imperfect, but people always look for a number. <laughs> and uh, it's a political number, actually. That's true. But you, you're the expert in that field. I don't think so. But I just, ah. I'm not an economist. I'm a statistician. So I'm comfortable with numbers. Some of the economic numbers are used for political purposes. But to apply that to our industry, to the distribution of card values, nobody's politically concerned about that. It's just interesting to see that we have a, a huge range and, a, and, a, and the distribution is not a normal distribution of cards. You know, there's some very huge collectors and very huge cards too. So That's true, yeah. Society is concerned if there's too much inequality, yet in our hobby, it's part of the problem when these products are released that you buy into a break because there is a chance to get some very expensive card. I won't say it's ruined for the other people, but unless you get the big card, you're going to be disappointed. You had a chance 10 years ago. It wasn't quite like that. So there was more equality 10 years ago. Now... Mm. There's such a bidding frenzy for the most expensive cards, the, the Gini coefficient, trying to measure a society, a nation, hmm. whether there's e equality or inequality. It's the presence of these very large, ultra-wealthy uh, families or people that can affect that, making it look like it's inequality, even though if you take those very wealthy families out of the calculation, is that a good thing? I'm not sure it is. If there's not a positive effect of these wealthy families or wealthy individuals, if there's not a benefit to the average person, then that's not good. Same thing with cards. If you have these very expensive cards that get these headlines, that people are hearing about them, and it distorts the reality of the average experience of the collector. The Gini coefficient is not always helpful for what does the middle class do? What is their situation? Just like the card collecting, there's more than just these cards that are ultra expensive. When I started in the hobby in 1995, for example, I bought my first Baggett magazine and the most expensive check card that was priced there was $120. And it was a dream card back then. And even later, when those huge inserts came out, 96, 97, 98, Those were maybe $100, $200 cards, yeah. no more than that. Then grading came along and they, they go for $10,000 of dollars, maybe $100,000 right now. But just like the Gini coefficient, when you're looking at a nation, is it a problem that some people are extra wealthy or that some cards are extra valued? Does that distort the reality for the other people? We've heard that the rising tide will raise all boats. You've mentioned to me that the value of your collection went up mm -hmm. because of all this publicity. And if this card in this condition is going for this price, then it's a trickle up. 
That's true. But for me, actually, it's not a great thing that the prices have gone up so much because I feel like I'm priced out of the hobby a little bit, not because I cannot afford it, but because I don't want to at certain points, because I'm not looking at this like an investment. For many people, it's an investment nowadays. It's not just a hobby. It's you invest and you hope that you get a higher return on your investment. For me, it's it's still strictly a hobby. I don't want to spend $1,000 for a card, which I could have gotten for maybe $100 or $200 maybe 10 years ago, five years ago even. So for me, it's it's a little problematic, I, I will say. So what you're saying, in a healthy market, in a healthy nation, there are wealthy people and middle class and then people that are that are poor okay that mm -hmm. poor there's always going to be poor and there's always going to be uh, more wealthy but most people are in the middle and what you're saying is that if you're in the middle you're affected by the upper end of the market of pulling things up mm -hmm. whereas the other aspect of it doesn't happen just because there's a lot of collectors that have less than what you have that doesn't affect you it's mm -hmm. the ones that are more and i think that's true in these uh, political situations that the wealthy people need to use their wealth for positive means. Collectors maybe break up into three groups of these collectors that only want the really wealthy cards, then a bunch of people in the middle that think, hey, I'd like to have some nice cards, but I'm not going to pay huge bucks for those, but I'd like to have a nice collection. Then some people that just have a few cards and they're not as concerned about the value at all. They just even base cards, common cards, not a problem. Mm -hmm. But if those groups don't talk to each other, you'll find them at each card show here in the States. Everybody is entitled to spend as much money as he wants on cards, and that drives the market. And it's a big part why the popularity has risen so much over the last two years. So it's it's not a bad thing per se, but for me, yeah, it, it leads to the fact that there are several cards that I wanted to buy three years ago, but right now I say no. At, at those prices, no chance. I am now concentrating on, on buying more base cards or, or low insert cards. Those are beautiful cards too, and, and I like them. And I like to com complete my uh, check collection. But still, I, I would like to also buy some of those case hits from late 90s, which I really love. They probably were undervalued back when they came out, just because the perception of how valuable could it be, because the case prices weren't that expensive compared to now. If people say, what is the average value of the cards that you have? Now, you probably know that, or you could know mm -hmm. that I have this many cards, and there's three ways to get the average. If people say, what's the average card in your collection? One way to do it would be to look at the total value of the collection and divide by the number of cards. That's the mean, the average that most people think. But there's also a median, which would be, what's the card of which maybe my median card is 50 cents? I have a lot of cards. Half my cards are worth more than 50 cents and half are worth less than 50 cents. And so that's the median. Then there's the mode, the one you have the most of. I probably have more nickel cards than anything else. Five cents, just like in the income inequality, I'd be more interested not in the average income in terms of the mean, because that's distorted by the very, very wealthy people, but the median, half the people make more than this, half the people make less than that. But the mode, what most people make is probably minimum wage. 
that base value. And that's probably the way it is in the hobby too, is that you have some people that have ultra expensive, fabulous collections where they have not unlimited money, but lots of money to spend. But then the average person, I think, has a nice collection. Then there's people that just have some cards and they're not very serious about it. And our goal is not to make everybody that's not so serious about it go after the huge cards. It's to get them into the middle group. I think that's the challenge of the Gini coefficient is not to tax the wealthiest people until they leave. It's to elevate and improve and help the average of the middle class. And that's probably the same thing in Germany. If you have a thriving middle class of people that are not the wealthiest, not the poorest, and that's what I'm hoping we're going to have in our industry as, as the industry continues to grow, that there's an enjoyment factor. If you have no money at all, that's a problem. But I don't want to be affected too much by the people that have millions of dollars to spend because they can distort. You said the cards were undervalued back in the time. And I, I always thought about it that way. If if I wanted to open uh, all, all the boxes in order to get one insert, that would have cost me thousands of uh, dollars or euros in my case. So in, in that regard, cards are still not very expensive, those inserts. If you're really looking for one case it or one very low numbered card and if you try to to get it through opening packs though that would be expensive too i don't think people did that there were some dealers who would break cases but then they would have the complete sets of the base cards and then mm -hmm. they have some of the case hits and things to sell but they priced them according to what they had spent if they bought a case then they would put a price on it according to the value of the case But nowadays, people are trying to buy old boxes in hopes of getting the, the case hit or these very difficult inserts or parallels. That's a challenge. That's like the lottery. It's uh, almost gambling, hoping to get something really good. Most of the time, you don't. People pay 50 or 100 bucks for a pack of ultra or a pack of, of metal in order to get a PMG, but they, they won't, won't get it. In almost every culture that I'm aware of, There are wealthy people and, and poor people. And if there are you know, too many wealthy people and too many poor people, the Gini coefficient can indicate a lot of uh, inequality. But you don't see the wealthy people in a country buying lottery tickets hmm. and doing gambling like that. They're investing their money, whereas the poor people buy a lottery ticket and hope to win. And most lose, but occasionally somebody will win. I don't like to see the hobby sports card collecting be like that too. To me, it's better to just like in the political situation, if you're poor, you would need to start somewhere and get a good job, try to improve your education and do a little bit better each year. And I think that's what's happening in the hobby. And if you're middle-class, then you're trying again to improve your education, trying to do better, make wise decisions. But I think some of these wealthy people are distorting the value relationships within the hobby. They've taken some of these cards that you would like to have, and I would like to have too, out of the market mm. because they're 10 times more, 100 times more than what they would have been years ago. That's true. But I think that's a great analogy. Like you said, buying lottery tickets. But there's one, one a major difference, I think, because when you start with a hobby and, and you're a kid or you don't want to spend as much money and you start buying packs, At least you learn about how 
yeah. sets are constructed, what good cards are, what bad cards are. When you just buy lottery tickets, yeah, you don't learn. Yeah. It's an opportunity to learn what are the inserts or the parallels or the base cards that are going to be more popular so that you'll know what to collect. If you're buying specific cards or buying a collection, that's different than buying a pack. When you're buying a collection, you can look at the collection. They'll say, this is how much it would be for the whole collection. But you hopefully will get a discount because you're buying cards. Some you don't want, some you do want. And if you're paying a good price, then you think I would pay this much just for the cards that I want. So mm -hmm. fine with that. Yeah. Also talking about inequality measures, when I, I run some of the, the numbers for my collection, without even changing my collection, those numbers changed a lot during the last two years because the big cards became more valuable and the inequality just rose, even though I didn't even add cards to my collection. That would be expected when there's a volatility in the market not to make a huge political statement, but the wealthy people seem to find a way to take advantage because they have money to invest, to take advantage of the volatility, the, the dynamic changes that are in the market. When you look at these nations, situations like that, their Gini coefficient moves toward greater inequality. That's mm -hmm. what we've had here. So your collection expressed in that graphic way through no fault of yours, just because of the general increase, it makes it look like the inequality of your collection has increased. 